You're listening to the Bring Them Home Aliyah podcast, hosted by Josh Wander. Welcome back to Bring Them Home. This is Josh Wander from Yerushalayim, Mir Kodesh. Unfortunately, this week we had some scheduling issues and we were not able to have Rav Nachman on, but I will be reading over his Dvar Torah as written uh, by Rav Nachman for Parshat Truma 5781. Uh, he writes, Coming attractions, Parshat Truma relates the details of the construction of the Mishkan, the precursor of the three Beit HaMegidashim in Yerushalayim. It served for 39 years in the desert, another 14 in Gilgal, 369 in the town of Shiloh, and in Nov and Givon for 57 years. The minute details of the Mishkan served as coming attractions of the three Bate Mikdash in Yerushalayim, built by King Shlomo, Ezra the scribe, and Hordus, Herod, and the future Beit HaMikdash, which will, Be'ezrat Hashem, be built in our time. Migilat Esther, coming attractions of miracles in the final days. The Talmud in Yoma 29a states, Lama nimshala Esther l'shachar? Ma shachar sof kol alayla, af Esther sof kol kol hanasim? Esther is likened to the dawn. Just as dawn signals the end of night, so too does Esther signal the end of miracles. How can this statement be true when the great miracles of Hanukkah well after Esther's time? The Gemara goes on to explain that despite the miraculous military victories and the episode of the candles of Hanukkah, the book of Maccabees, Sefer HaMaccabim, was not included in the Bible, whereas the book of Esther is the 24th and last of the Bible's miracle books. The Gemara in Megillah 14a explains that the Jewish people brought prophets who numbered twice the men who left Egypt, but only those prophecies which would have relevance in the future were included in the Bible. From here we learn that the story of Esther, which is included in the Bible, will hold relevance for the Jewish people in our future history. Much like a cinema that shows coming attractions, Megillat Esther serves as coming attractions for the final days when Hashem will perform the final miracles in the redemptive process of the Jewish people. On Purim, we dust off its cyclical Rishoyim, its villains, Achashverosh, Haman, and Mrs. Haman, and realize again how formidable these enemies were and how great was Hashem's intervention in our salvation. Let's go beyond the simple facts of the near tragedy and analyze who these people were 
and what they stood for. There are three cardinal sins for which Hashem has limited patience. Murder, shvichat damim, idolatry, avodah and sexual immorality, giloi arayot. Each of the Megillah's anti-heroes suffered from all of these flaws, but each one was distinguished by accentuating one of them. Haman stood for idolatry, Avodah as we know from the Gemara in Megillah 10b. He presented himself as a personification of Avodah which explains Mordechai's adamant refusal to bow before him. Haman's wife was the Madame Therese de Falgue, a fictional character in the 1859 novel A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens, who symbolized vengefulness and revolutionary excess of our Purim story. Her distinguishable flaw was Shvichat Damim, because it was she who proposed to erect a gallows fifty amot high from which to hang Mordechai. His Royal Highness Achashverosh, King of Persia and Media, was hopelessly licitous, Yiluya Rayot. Incredibly, all three lived their daily lives without too much interference from Hashem, who gives Rishaim, evil people, enough rope to hang themselves. Had Achashverosh, Haman, and his wife continued with their private, polluted, and depraved ways, they would have finished their evil lives by enjoying in this world their reward and for the few good things even an evil person does. What brought them all to their final damnation was their intended onslaught against the Jewish nation. The holiday of Pesach also serves as the coming attractions for the eventual destruction of Egypt because of its attempt to destroy Medinat Yisrael. Hashem sent the prophet Amos to declare a reckoning with the evil nations in the regions bordering Eretz Yisrael as stated in chapters 1 and 2 of his prophecies. This is what the Lord says. For three sins of Damascus, Syria, even for four, I will not turn back my wrath, because she threshed Gilead with sledges having iron teeth. This is what the Lord says. For three sins of Gaza, even for four, I will not turn back my wrath, because she took captive whole Jewish communities and sold them to Edom. I will send fire upon the walls of Gaza that will consume her fortresses. This is what the Lord says, For three sins of Tyre, Lebanon, even for four I will not turn back my wrath, because she sold whole Jewish communities of captives to Edom. Disregarding a treaty of brotherhood, I will send fire upon the walls of Tyre that will consume her fortresses. This is what the Lord says, For three sins of Edom, Europe, even for four, I will not turn back my wrath, 
because he pursued his brother Yaakov with a sword stifling all compassion. This is what the Lord says, For three sins of Ammon, Jordan, even for four, I will not turn back my wrath, because he ripped upon the pregnant Jewish women of Gilead in order to extend his borders. Amos informs the nations of the region that for three of their sins they have until now gone unpunished, because Hashem is compassionate and waits for man's tshuva, his repentance. However, for the fourth sin, which is common to all, their cruelty and and callousness towards the Jewish people, Hashem will not be silent and will bring upon each nation its deserved retribution. The Malbum, in his commentary on Amos, identifies the three unnamed sins in the verses referring to Damascus, Gaza, Tyre, Edom, and Ammon, for which these nations were as yet untouched by Hashem's quality of justice. The Malbum states that they were the three cardinal sins of murder, Shvichatamim, idolatry, Avodah and sexual immorality, Giloi Arayot. With the immediate cause of the total annihilation of these peoples and their cultures being their cruelty to Am Yisrael. In the not far off future, a man endowed with the spirit of Hashem could justifiably stand on the Temple Mount and address the nations of the world as did Amos, saying, This is what the Lord says, For three sins of the world, even for four, I will not turn back my wrath. Meaning, the nations of Europe, including Portugal, Spain, England, France, Germany, Poland, Ukraine, and Russia, etc., have excelled in murdering Jews. The peoples of the East, including the Buddhists, Hindus, Shintos, and atheistic China, have excelled in the sin of idolatry. The nations of North America, primarily the United States, have excelled in the sin of sexual immorality. With every breach in the walls of modesty beginning in Hollywood and endorsed by millions of moviegoers in the States and then spreading to the rest of the world. Let us not forget Islam, the master of all the sins, with the added perverted twist that they perform them all in the name of their God. Hashem patiently looked aside and permitted the evil in the world to exist unabated, as he did with the evil peoples of Damascus, Gaza, Tyre, Edom, and Moab, until they turned their evil mechanisms on the Jewish people. At that time, Hashem descended from his throne of mercy to ascend his throne of justice. We, Am Yisrael, the chosen of Hashem, would do well to prepare ourselves for a global onslaught of anti-Semitism. It will be like a growing tidal wave of irrational hatred towards one of the smallest nations in the world. 
The wave will gather up even the nations we believe today to be our friends and allies who will callously and brutally betray us. The Gemara in Sanhedrin 97b warns us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ma'amid Lahen Melech Shikzeirosov Koshos Kahomon V'Yisrael Osin Tshuva Machzirin Lemutav The Holy One, blessed be He, will appoint a king, which is a general term for a leader, whose decrees will be as harsh towards the Jewish people as those of Haman, and this will arouse the Jewish people to do tshuva and return to their desired way. This Purim, when listening to the Megillah, recall that the episode occurred in Persia, today's Iran. At that time, Haman paid Ahasuerus 10,000 shekels for the privilege of annihilating the Jewish people. Today, the Iranian Persians are utilizing 10,000 centrifuges to enrich uranium from that same, for that same purpose. As for Pesach being a coming attraction, the prophet Yechezkel 32.17 states, that in the future the main enemy of the Jewish people in Eretz Israel will be Egypt. They will be the first of the nations to come against us militarily. See the Malbum on this verse. Today, Egypt has the largest military force in the Middle East and a very sizable population of extreme Muslims. However, as then, when the Jewish people had no one to turn to except to Hashem and our own military ability, so too, today our salvation will come by returning to Hashem and through the holy soldiers of Tzahal. The coming attractions are very quickly becoming the real scenes of our lives, in which we are no longer passive speculators, but rather the stars in the final production of history. The episode of the Megillah ended with the return to Eretz Yisrael of many Jews, led by Ezra the scribe and the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash. So too will the, this episode in contemporary Jewish history cause the return to Eretz Yisrael of those who are faithful to the call of Hashem, and we will merit to rebuild the Beit HaMikdash on Harabayat. Be careful. Be healthy. Be here. J.L.M.M. Jewish lives matter more. Shabbat Shalom, Nachman Kahana. Thank you for listening to the Bring Them Home Aliyah podcast. If you identify with our message, please subscribe and tell your friends about us too. You can leave us a review on iTunes as that really helps us grow. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. For sponsorship opportunities and for all other inquiries, please email us at bringthemhomeisrael at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.israeltorah.org for more content on this vital topic. This is my home.